Welcome back to Brutally Honest Books. We are kicking off a new month. It is the start of February, so that means a brand new theme. And the theme for February is going to be satire and or uncomfortable laughter. So as you will have noticed from the title of this episode today, I'm going to give you a book review for the book I, Lucifer by Glenn Duncan. And this book was published in 2002 and is about 250 pages long, so pretty short. And something that I noticed for this book, as well as the other book review that I'm going to give you later this month, is that these books tend to really divide readers. And I think that that's really interesting. I'm not sure if that's something that just comes up a lot in the satire genre, or if it's because both of these protagonists are really unlikable. I'm not really sure, but these books tend to really divide readers. So let me just give you a quick plot summary. So I'm sure the title alone clues you into this, but the book is from Lucifer's perspective. And essentially he is given a second chance at redemption via God if he can live a reasonably blameless life on earth for one month. And on Earth, specifically in London, there was this writer by the name of Declan Gunn, which is also kind of a play on the author's own name, which is Glenn Duncan. And he's a writer who was trying his hardest to be successful, really wasn't happening for him. I think he's maybe like mid to late 30s. And so he does end up committing suicide. So what God does is take his soul and puts it in like purgatory. And then I guess it's like TBD as to whether he stays in purgatory, it goes to heaven or hell. But essentially it's an unoccupied body that Lucifer is given this opportunity to inhabit this body and sort of a second chance at redemption. It's kind of like a trial period to see how it goes, how he performs. You get the idea. Obviously, Lucifer is the devil. So he is really partaking in all of the earthly delights, let's call it. And he's living it up because the reason he ends up taking this offer is because for him, constantly running hell, he views it as a sort of vacation. He can do all the things he wants to do, run amok, because something he actually does do is he has one of his like fallen angels sort of under him. He has them like hack into, I guess, like the banking system and then give him like all of this money. So he's also able to live like really large where he's staying at like, you know, the fanciest hotels, having caviar, drinks, etc. And really just kind of running around London doing all of these things. And by all of these things, I mean like also adult activities and whatnot, like sex, drugs, alcohol. You get the idea. So because Lucifer is occupying this person's body, you know, he's running around partaking in all of these adult activities, but he also ends up kind of specifically taking advantage of some of the people in the writer's life. So for example, sleeping with the woman that the writer was seeing, sort of utilizing the writer's agent actually, because what ends up happening is because this guy's a writer, remember? So Lucifer is also a particularly smooth talker, as you would imagine. And so what ends up happening is Lucifer is in this body of a human. He's doing human things, human activities. Obviously, he's living lavishly. But what ends up happening is he's like telling people that he is the devil, right? And he's actually saying bits of information that he would only know as the devil, where he also has a little bit of that like omniscient knowledge. So he can kind of like read people's thoughts and things like that. And so he'll like say it out loud. 
everybody thinks that it's a bit and that's really where the uncomfortable laughter and satire and those things kind of come into play because they'll just kind of laugh it off and make excuses and then people will be like all right like I get the joke that's you know it's a bit much but like you're really committing hard to the bit but like you can like drop it now but he just keeps insisting you know that he's Lucifer but obviously people don't take him seriously they just think again that it's a little bit of a bit that he's doing. So that's kind of going on at the same time. And I mentioned that he specifically uses the writer's agent. So he's able to sort of smooth talk his way into getting a movie produced. Because as we know, so many TV and movie productions are based on books and he's a writer. So he convinces all of these higher ups to produce this movie that will be based on his writing. Specifically, it's meant to be a movie about Lucifer and about God and about, you know, the Garden of Eden, tempting Eve, sort of that origin story of Lucifer. So we're getting a little bit meta here. So this is all taking place in present day. Remember, drugs, alcohol, sex, what have you, while getting this movie produced and things are kind of progressing along. And again, the movie is kind of about Lucifer specifically, kind of bringing in stories of the Bible. You get the idea. Now, the story also has flashbacks to the Bible, to the actual temptation of Eve, what actually went down according to Lucifer's POV. And as we continue to have these flashbacks, those stories in the Bible continue to happen chronologically. So then we get to, you know, the story of Pontius Pilate, we get to, you know, Jesus being betrayed. And then we even get some of these flashbacks that kind of continue like throughout history. So we get his POV of everything that went down in regards to World War II and Hitler and some of these other historical events. So we are constantly flashing back to the past, which goes chronologically basically from the beginning of time to present day. And then we're also switching back to that present day narrative that I already ran you through. So I'm not sure if that sounds too confusing or if I did an okay job of explaining that, but it might seem a little bit overwhelming, at least how I'm explaining it. And I don't think that the switching back and forth was overwhelming or too confusing as a reader. Because this is written from, again, Lucifer's POV. So it's almost like he's writing a journal. And the switching back and forth between the past and the present is very clear. I would say that the voice of Lucifer, i.e. the writing style, was a bit overwhelming at times. Because the character or voice of Lucifer does have a tendency to wander off or kind of go on these like verbal tangents. And I do have to say that Lucifer also kind of has this like... I don't know. I would kind of describe it as like stand-up comic energy to his voice, if that makes sense, which that combined with these sort of like run-on sentences and going down these different rabbit holes or whatever verbally, it's a little bit much in that sense, which I guess I'm kind of starting off with my dislikes for this book. Normally we start with my likes and then we do the dislikes, but I think I'm going to kind of switch it up. So we'll end on a positive. So another dislike for this book, I would say, is that unfortunately, I do feel like you need some foundational religious, i.e. Christian knowledge before you read this. Like, I feel like you needed to have at least gone to like Sunday school as a kid. And I don't know, maybe some people will read this and they'll disagree with that. And that's totally fine. But I do think that it would help you as a reader to be able to just get the book or be able to laugh when you're supposed to laugh during the story. Because there are multiple angels that kind of come into play, like some of the heavy hitters, some of the big names, right? Like Gabriel or some of those. But there's also other angels' names that get kind of brought into it. And again, it's not 100% necessary, 
but I do think that it is really going to enhance your experience as the reader. And unfortunately, since this isn't a five-star read, I do think you need as many things going for you as a reader to enhance your experience as best you can. Does that make sense? And I will also say that in terms of me finding the writing style a little bit overwhelming and a little bit chaotic and kind of hard to follow, that could also just be a chemistry thing between me and the writer. Because I've talked about that before. I do think that in general, there are writers that are more talented than others. There are some writers that I think write more poorly than others. But I also do think that there's something that not a lot of people are talking about where I do think that regardless of that, sometimes it just comes down to a certain chemistry between writer and reader. And so I think that's where we're getting some differences of opinion sometimes where some people think, you know, I really clicked with it. I flew through it. They find the writing very charismatic, very consumable. Or sometimes you might feel kind of stuck or like you're having a really hard time reading it. And sometimes I think that that is not even attached to skill. I think sometimes, sometimes it just comes down to a certain chemistry between writer and reader. So I do want to add that like grain of salt into the mix because I don't want that to be the thing that puts you off of this book. Now, if you're not into the religious stuff, you're not into any of that, then that is a more valid reason to not pick up this book because that's really what the book is about. But with something like that, something small, the sort of stylistic thing where I'm like, I think it reads like a stand-up comic. Like that, I think, kind of comes down to taste. And again, that chemistry that I was talking about. So another dislike for this book is that unfortunately, I do feel like it moved way too quickly because it seems like a lot, right? Everything that I've explained so far, everything that I've kind of run you through in regards to the plot. Now, remember that it's all of that in only 250 pages. That is very short. And while this is kind of a dislike, ultimately it's going to bridge the gap or you know, be the segue into my likes for this book. So while I felt like it was too short and too rushed and therefore the plot wasn't able to be developed enough, my like for this book is the fact that I really love the premise. I love the idea. I love this present day narrative thing that I ran you through where, you know, Lucifer is in the real world. Like, I think you could actually nix like the flashbacks to the past. It's not totally necessary or there's, I think, another way to do that. So I think if you were to kind of take that into account, I'm not really sure how you'd handle the flashbacks, but I do think that this story is highly adaptable as well, which is kind of ironic. Again, we're getting like very meta now, but I loved that present day plot that's going on. So you have Lucifer, who's given a second shot at redemption. He's in a writer's body in London. He's running around doing sex, drugs, and alcohol. And he manages to, you know, smooth talk because it's Lucifer, smooth talk his way into getting a movie produced about Lucifer from his POV and how his side of the story hasn't been properly told and how he's not really the bad guy that everybody thinks he is. I think that's so genius. I think that's so entertaining, so interesting. It is perfect for satire and, you know, this sort of dark humor because this book is also very funny. There's moments that are, you know, very witty. It's like very British dialogue humor in that way, which I really appreciated and enjoyed. So again, the premise is fantastic. I just wish that it was developed more because I feel like we have such great moments in this novel, but ultimately they're pretty fleeting. And another kind of dislike for this novel that's also connected to what I felt was like an underdeveloped plot is I felt like the characters were also kind of underdeveloped. Now, 
Lucifer is the one that is the most developed. I don't think that there's too much to critique in regards to that, but I really just mean some of the other characters. So the woman that he's sleeping with, she's also kind of like an aspiring actress. So she really wants to get put into his movie. You know, we have his agent, some of his other friends, like those are the characters that we really get very little of and from. And that would go hand in hand with developing the plot further because you do have these great character ideas that were also underdeveloped. So now we're kind of into my likes for this novel. So I love the premise. I love the idea. I love the very witty dialogue. Now I do want to issue a little bit of a note. Obviously, Lucifer is our protagonist and our storyteller. So he is pretty explicit. He is pretty raunchy. So this is not like a G or a PG rated book. I do need to put that out there. And that is also going to be a very common theme that just was coincidental for the month of February. A lot of our books are very adult. So I think just keep that in mind. If you're somebody who doesn't really enjoy that, then maybe just avoid all of these books for the rest of the month. Okay, but back into the rest of my likes for this book. So as I mentioned, Lucifer is getting this movie made that is about Lucifer's perspective and his side of the story sort of in antithesis to God. And he's like, you know what? I'm not the bad guy that everybody thinks I am. Now, what I really liked about the way that Glenn Duncan wrote this book is that I feel like if he was kind of an immature author, I think the sort of cheap and kind of cliche route would have been to make Lucifer either actually kind of the good guy in a certain sense, right? Like he actually is kind of misunderstood. Or he also spends this month in a human body and he's realized, you know, the beauty in being human and how he has kind of been led astray or like something like that, right? Like I think that would be very cliche and very immature. And I was afraid that that's the path that this story would take. Now, this is a like for me. And so what I liked is that it ends up living more in the gray space. So Lucifer is not totally misunderstood. He's not like some secretly good guy. Like he is terrible. He's a fallen angel. He's evil. But the evil is kind of explained in a very interesting and kind of different way. So he's still bad, but we get a better, if not a very philosophical explanation as to his perspective in POV. So it's not really so much like implanting evil thoughts or evil deeds. Like he also talks about, there's one passage where he talks about how ugly he finds brutality. So he's not just after like brutality and crassness, but what he is after is kind of capitalizing on this weak spot in people's thoughts. So he's sort of pushing open the door whenever humans maybe have an inkling of a thought or an urge that is not good, I guess you could say. So he's all about just like kicking that door down, but not really so much about the actions that are taken once they have that thought or urge. Does that make sense? Because he talks kind of about his origin story and basically it's like realizing like the sort of freedom or doing something different from what God wants people to do. And it's just the fact that he's doing something different or sort of that freedom in that it's not really so much doing the evil deed itself. I don't know if I'm doing a great job explaining this, but again, it's not saying Lucifer is good because he's not, he's definitely not. But I just liked that it's kind of philosophical in that way. And it kind of lives in this gray space. It's not black and white, which I think would just be kind of cheap writing. So there's really something to it, something interesting to kind of bite down on as the reader. 
And it just felt like a really fresh take, I guess, on a tale that is quite literally as old as time. And finally, my last like for this book that kind of connects to my first like, which was, you know, I said, I love the plot. I love the premise, the sort of situation that is occurring in present day. I also, in general, just really love any of these religious stories or figures, and then you put them in this modern present day setting. So, you know, again, I'm kind of like coming full circle with this, but it is something that in general, I enjoy as a reader. So just take that information as you will to kind of inform whether you want to read this book or not. But I tend to like stories that are like that. Like, you know, uh, I think there's the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Really loved that. That's much more serious, not really satire or dark comedy. But I also loved the book Bad Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. So if you like those types of stories, I think specifically Bad Omens is a really good example or like parallel, then I do think that you will like this book. But unfortunately, like I said, for me, this is not a five-star read. I wish so badly that the author had just spent more time with this story, maybe had some sort of mentor or somebody to kind of guide them and really just develop the story more and kind of flesh it out more. Maybe they wanted it to read a little bit more like that short story-esque vibe, but I do think that unfortunately it kind of hinders the story. But I could also see some people really loving this book and some people maybe giving this like four or five stars. I can definitely see how some people might see that or do that for this book. But unfortunately, I know this sounds really, really harsh. If I am abiding by my own rating guideline, I would probably have to give this two and a half. I think if we're being optimistic, we could bump it up to three. But unfortunately, I think if I'm really adhering to my rating guideline, it would have to be two and a half. And I know that that sounds really harsh, but I would urge you to seek out my rating guide that I have on Instagram. It should be in a highlight because I only rate one through five. So I'm pretty limited and it's going to be a harsher judge just because I don't have a lot of wiggle room. So I don't want that to necessarily put you off of this book, but again, just to manage your expectations so you can best decide how to spend your time and your money. So if you are interested in this book, again, I just want to issue a couple like miscellaneous notes on this book. So one, again, adult content, that's really going to be the theme for the rest of the month, but I need to say it here for this book, adult content, just remember that. The protagonist is Lucifer. So again, he is evil. He is bad. He's highly unlikable. So if you also don't like stories about unlikable protagonists, probably like the most unlikable protagonist in the history of protagonists, then, you know, you probably won't like this book. And I guess who it is good for, I would say that, you know, Bad Omens is a really good parallel. If you kind of like that Terry Pratchett style of writing, or I guess kind of Neil Gaiman as well, I think that you'll like this book. If you also just like, you know, the religious connection, like these religious angels and figures taking place in modern day, go ahead and pick it up because I don't think that there's that many stories that exist that do that. And I think it's always interesting, usually entertaining. So you might enjoy it. And if you do end up reading this, or if you have read this in the past, definitely let me know what your thoughts are. Like I said, my DMs are always open. Love talking to you guys about books and what your thoughts are, likes, dislikes, etc. So feel free to engage with me in the DMs. And to do that, that would actually be on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. And you can also join the digital book club, which lives over on TikTok at Brutally Honest Book Club. There is all sorts of other content on both of those pages to kind of keep you guys occupied between episodes. 
But as I said, this is the month of satire and dark comedy. So be sure to stay tuned for the rest of the book reviews and other episodes we have coming this month. And stay tuned for next week's episode specifically. I am so excited. We are back with another interview featuring the actress Amelie Hoferly. She was just in The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And she was just in Night Swim with Wyatt Russell. I am super excited to have talked to her about all things books and reading. So you should definitely stay tuned for that. Again, that's coming out next week. And with that said, I will talk to you in the next episode. Mm.